You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rainer Roberts. Our current serial is of knives and night plumes. Chapter 28. It's not exactly a place. Calix startled, wrenching herself out of Icaros's arms as if he'd burned her. She could not feel Nimue anymore. She could not feel Dio or Valeria. It was as if the bond had severed, though when she stretched her magic, she could still feel them there, just distant, far away. The connection was muffled, like it had been when she was swamped by the Black Raven and his powers. Where are we? she asked. It was dark. They were both waist-high in water, but there was solid ground beneath her feet. The air smelled slightly stale, and her voice echoed against walls. Icaros let out a shaky breath, only giving the looming walls a cursory glance. I've been here before, not without him. Your god? He should be here. Icaros sloshed his way through shallower water, and reached back at one point to assist her. Calix hesitated, but took his hand. She did not want to think about how warm his skin was, or how foolish she'd been to drop all her restraint for one glorious moment of relief and desire. She couldn't go around flinging herself at priests. She had a prince to marry. Her body had never been her own to share with others, merely because... She liked their dark eyes and sharp drawl and the line of their stubbled jaw when they were turning away from her. Calix kept holding Icarus's hand, even after he had led her up onto a small rocky island. Her clothes felt heavy on her, sticking to her skin, all wet and clammy. Her stammer pulled hard on her throat, like it wanted to choke her. Where are we? she asked again. Icarus sighed heavily. It's not exactly a place. I can see that. As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, Calix realised that this was a cave, but also that it was not in the best of shape. Dust drifted down from the curved ceiling. The rocks under their feet shifted around, as if shaken by something unspeakable happening far below them. These rocks were strange, unnatural, or perhaps a little too natural. The shapes of them, overlaid in patterns under her feet and again in the cave ceiling above, resembled the feathers of a bird. It felt a little too much like a real place. Even without Icarus's warning, she would have suspected it was anything but. Last time I was here, said Icarus, his hand pressing into hers, not quite a reassuring squeeze, but the ghost of a gesture, as if he knew at least one of them needed comfort. I was dying. How did that turn out for you? she asked, more lightly than the topic deserved. Icarus turned his head slightly, still not looking directly at her. You rescued me, as a matter of fact. Surprised, Calix gave a helpless laugh. And where does that leave us now? Icarus took a long, slow breath. Utterly fucked, he said. It would seem so. 
Finally, he turned to face her, their hands still joined. His eyes were dark and beautiful, and she, if she had not already decided there would be no drowning today, she might have drowned in them. Your daughter, said Icarus, is going to bring about the downfall of the gods. Calix's magic wanted him closer. No, she wanted him closer. But it was her magic that reached out first, wrapping itself around his upper arms. She had to get a hold of herself. Is that a bad thing? she managed to ask. What could he mean? What kind of mythic nonsense was Nimue wrapped up in? Let her have any destiny she wants. Just let her be safe and alive. Too early to tell. Icarus looked a little wild around the eyes. She wasn't sure if it was the situation, the near drowning, his god, her daughter, or the pull between them. She had to think clearly, had to take control of the situation. His warmth was not helping. She released his hand. Where is Nimue now? Where I left her, said Icarus. He looked calmer, now they were no longer touching. In the river. Why is there poetry written on your arm? Oh, that. Calix's shawl was long lost to the river. It had floated away, along with any sense that she had secrets to keep. I'm dying, she said impatiently. The cave shuddered around them. Fine dust fell from above. It smelled like wet feathers. Death might beat you to it, said Icarus, glancing up. Are you going to cut those out like the last lot? Seems to be a different poem. If I can find a surgeon who isn't distracted by the fall of the gods and can follow instructions. Calix placed cool fingers over the words. They were still reddish and hot to the touch. A real tattoo. The verses that appeared on her back were not usually so authentic. The pain only came when she cut them out. Still, she had no doubt that what Ever had made the ink speaker put these words on her arm was connected to her fa family melody. No, not malady. Curse. We have to get back, she said. Nimue needs me. Nimue was holding her own last I saw, said Icarus. Calix seized his arm, pulling him closer to her. You've seen her recently, though. She's alive. Icarus gave a short laugh. He didn't pull away from her touch. Alive isn't quite the word for it, he said, covering Calix's arms with his own warm fingers. She's tapped into some arcane magic from the river. I suppose it runs in the family. Death is terrified of her. That's why he went after you. The true name of his god... She did not want to think about what it meant that Icarus was willing to speak it out loud. Did he believe in the fall of the gods? Was he on Nimue's side? Get me back to her, Calix said, trying to make it a request, not a demand, though she could not help the way the magic thrummed between them now they were so close. Icarus, please. His eyes darkened. Last time I was here with the Black Raven. He released me with a kiss. Her mouth was on his, before he'd finished the sentence, 
and the rocks cracked open beneath their feet. Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. This podcast was recorded on Palawa land. I acknowledge and pay respect to the Tasmanian Aboriginal people as the traditional and continuing custodians of Lutruwita, Tasmania. Sheep Might Fly is produced and edited by Andrew Finch. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates, follow me on Instagram, Blue Sky or Threads, at Tansy RR. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of bonus rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. See you next week. Thank you.